Hey guys, hey motherfucking guys, long time no see, no hear, no talk, no listen, sorry, first of all, excuse my background, my grandma's watching top model, and it's really, really loud, and I am listening with her actually, so I'm not going to actually complain about that, but sorry for not coming on here and uploading a episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 review, um, yeah, like, I know that I said that I was going to come here and, you know, upload after I had did that little, you know, special UK edition of RuPaul's Drag Race, but I kind of just was like, you know what, I didn't feel like it, but usually when I don't feel like it, and I know I have to do it because of a lack of episodes during the week, I'll do it, but my minimum episodes that I like to post a week or minimum, you know, content is like you know two i want to have two clickable things for people to listen to during the week so once i kind of hit that like quota requirement it's like i'm like i'm not really that pressed to record after that and it's just like once again i say this time and time again if you're coming here to listen because you haven't watched um you're doing the wrong thing because i fucking ghettoly review these shows it's kind of just like, if you've already watched the episode, you can come on here and make out what I'm trying to say and stuff like that. But if you're just coming on here because you are, you know, not watching the episode, you want to listen to it from me. I appreciate that. I really, really do. But it's just like, yeah, um, I'm going to you to click off, go watch the episode, come back. Furthermore, let's talk about me real quick. Let's just talk about me. What have I been up to? What is up? What is up? What's going on? Future? Past? Present? I have been literally in love, like the capital O, I think, like, it's, yeah, like, um, I've just been, um, being a lovebird, honestly, I've been being a lovebird, and, you know, still trying to find adequate work, you know, I found a home outfit job, but, you know, whatever i'm not gonna talk about that i'm gonna wait till a regular episode but it's kind of just like you know um i've been being a lovebird for the past couple days and it's just like i'm loving it here i love it here i really really love it here and it's just like yeah i'm not gonna go i'm I'm trying not to go too deeply into things about my life i'm just i just want to brief y'all you know i haven't been on here for a minute so i wanted to brief y'all and it's just like borderline. I'm happy, not happy, happy, but I'm I'm getting back to that happy place in my brain. It's one thing to say you're happy, but it's another thing to just be happy. And I am happy, not the happiest, but I am happy. Anyways, um, today I will be doing a joint review of rupaul's drag race both us and uk the reason being is because i feel like um we're reaching the end of we're reaching the end of uk we're literally at the finale next week is the final episode of the season so i I, you know didn't mind reviewing it after the last episode just because of how many episodes were left and I didn't do a regular episode this week. And like I said, I want to do two episodes a week. Like, that's my goal, my quarter, you know, all of that, all of those words. So I am going to joint review this just like this. This is literally going to serve as y'all two episodes because it's just like, 
I don't know. This is my podcast. So it's just like, yeah, it's my podcast, period. So without further ado, let's get into this first part of the RuPaul's Drag Race joint review, which will be reviewing UK episode, I want to say 10, 11, I'm not sure, titled Beast Enders. Okay, lads. So basically, wow, that's a bad protection. Are you fucking taking a piss, mate? Oh, let me take something about. I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry because it kind of just like the audio kind of just like I don't know how to explain it. It kind of just like cut off a little bit because my cousin called me. He was outside. He had um special delivery, you know, Santa bearing gifts or whatever. But anyways, we get back into the workroom and, you know, Ohora was just eliminated. Unfortunately, sadly, don't think she should have been eliminated. I personally think Tay should have gone home. Yeah, I'll I'll I'm gonna put a pin in that. I'm gonna put a pin in that. I'm gonna come back to that later. But we get back into the workroom and everybody's you know da, 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 da. and basically we get Lauren still fucking talking about the fact that Ellie did the order in the way that she did the order. And my whole thing is it's pissing me off. Like I literally went from the biggest Lawrence Cheney fan to still a Lawrence Cheney fan, but kind of getting irritated at Lawrence Cheney's actions. It's kind of making me mad that she's like mad at ellie still but it's just like still girl still like she didn't even directly try to sabotage you at least she was open about wanting to sabotage ohora but i kind of feel like you just took it upon yourself to try to like almost chastise her when it really wasn't calling for that because at the end of the day it didn't matter where you were at at the lineup it wasn't going to change the material that you would have wrote like well, I don't get that. I never got like even since like the first like season three, the first comedy challenge. I never understood the whole dichotomy of like where people go in a comedy routine. Like I understand if you go before or after somebody that's funny and you're not funny, it could be weird. But at the end of the day, it's just because you're not funny. Like I just genuinely feel like. It's just because you're not funny. If you're not funny and you can't write jokes and you can't do stand-up, that's going to be the case whether you're first or last or dead smack in the middle. So I feel like Lawrence was just being a fucking bitch. For lack of better term, she was being a fucking bitch. And it kind of was just like, girl, relax, relax, relax. You were in the top two of the you were top two of the week. You and Bimini were literally the top two. So free fucking legs. Get your panties out of a bunch and get out of my sister Ellie face. Cause my whole thing is like girls been trying to make her feel like shit for not having a badge. But like I said, I'm gonna put a pin. I'm gonna put a pin in that so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in taste. I'm gonna put a pin in fucking Ellie and I'm gonna move right along. Anyways, y'all know I don't like watching the mini challenges. There there haven't even really been good mini challenges since like season seven. So I really barely, rarely watch the mini challenges unless I'm doing something while it's airing and I forget to skip it. But, you know, it was the, the puppet challenge. It was the puppet challenge. Um, I probably should have watched it, honestly. I probably should have watched it. I'm not going to lie. The puppet challenges were kind of a little good back then. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I've had enough humor from them. The UK queens, I feel like even the ones that are quote unquote not funny, da 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 I feel like they're still funny just because, like, they're just funny. Like, I just literally feel like they're funny as fuck. So, I, yeah, I can, I can go without comedy. 
even though we have a whole nother comedy, you know, da, 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 coming up. But anyways, moving right the fuck along, Bimini is the winner of the challenge, and she, I'm not sure if she gets to pick her part, and others fight out for it, or she picks her part as well as other people, but, you know, they're starring in Beast Enders, which is, um, uh, um, a remake of EastEnders, which is a um, a show in the UK. I'm from the US, so I really don't get a lot of the references from this episode. Like, I had to Google a lot this episode. But yeah, they're doing BeastEnders. Okay, BeastEnders. Before I go for it, I literally took a pause to try to Google the fucking characters. Um, And it's just like, I'm really fucking confused. Like, I'm going to stick to my country. I love the UK, I really do, but I'm just going to stick to my country. And if it's not available for me at a click on Google, then it, I don't think it's for me to know. I'm going to be honest. So they're playing Beast Enders. All of the roles kind of really go to themselves. Everybody says the roles that they're interested in. And they just, you know, get those roles. Basically. It kind of really falls in order. So we're going to fast forward to the acting like on the set. They're on the set. They're on the set with Michelle massage and overall Lawrence and Ellie both flubbed lines taste and Bimini were fine they didn't really get much airtime in the challenge like dorm like dorming like while they were actually filming this like the skit they didn't get much airtime but yeah anyways um we doing a joint review so we going rapid 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 at least for this half I'm recording this on a Friday Y'all didn't hear that, though. I'm recording this on Friday, which means Drag Race UK came out yesterday. And um, it's 9-17. So I believe that Untucked is on for the U.S. right now or Drag Race in the U.S. is still airing. So y'all already know how I get down on standard definition, period, poo, per, period. Y'all already know how I get down here. It's real, it's real, 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 recorded, uploaded literally in the same day oh i kind of like that i mean pre-recording is cool but i don't know pre-recording is cool but whatever whatever i am going to move on to the runway i'm gonna now actually yeah i'm gonna just go straight on to the runway because i just feel like yeah and category on a runway is Panto Dame, which is like, um, um, Pantomime Dame. Um, I don't really know. I really, really don't know. Like, I'm really going to be honest. I had a hard time making out what they were supposed to be. I know what a pantomime is. I know. I really am confused right now. Like, I Google, I Google what it was. And actually, let me just actually, I will go on my phone right now, live on set, and Google what pantomime dame is or what. We're going to go to go on Google, and it says <clears throat> a pantomime dame is a traditional role in British pantomime. It is part of the theatrical tradition of travesty, portrayal of female characters by male actors in drag. Dame characters are often played either in extremely camp style or else by men acting butch in women's clothing. They usually wear heavy makeup, big hair, and have exaggerated physical features and perform in an over-the-top style. 
So it's an old drag queen that's just being over the top in camp, basically. But we need to look up what pantomime is. Let's just go, whatever. Pantomime, informally panto, is a type of musical comedy stage production designed for family entertainment. It was developed in England and is performed throughout the United Kingdom, Ireland, and to a lesser extent in other English-speaking countries, especially during the Christmas and New Year's season. Modern pantomime includes songs, gags, slapstick comedy, and dancing. It employs gender-crossing actors and combines topical humor with a story more or less based on a well-known fairy with tale, fable, or folk tale. Pantomime is a participatory form of theater in which the audience is expected to sing along with certain parts of the music and shout-out phrases to the performers. Okay, so it's like a little interactive, like, play. Oh, oh, I I get it in my head. I'm not going to verbalize what I think it is. I get it, though. I really do get it. And how they served it on the runway, I kind of got it. It's really, really, like, it's camp. It's just camp. Like, I guess it's just their camp way of telling fairy tales on stage live with dramatic irony. So, yeah, category is... Panto, Dame, and first up is Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. And I love Lawrence's looks. I love Lawrence's looks. But I'm gonna watch the um I'm gonna watch it live on here. So yeah, let's watch it. So Lawrence is coming out in like this like green and purple and gray panto dame look with a sewing machine on her head it's kind of like a um like a a sweatshop panto dame basically and she flashes her knickers it says he's behind you i guess that's a panto dame reference but yeah it's cute next up we have taste and she's giving us like panto dame fairy yeah, Ultimate Tinkerbell. She's just a Panto Dame fairy. But on the runway, like during the critiques, she kind of gets red because all the other girls kind of have like around the same solo by same type of reference when it comes to Panto Dame. And she's a fairy and her wings are kind of like wonky. Her face is beautiful though. Her face is always, always beautiful. Next is Bimini Bamboulash. Okay, so Bimini, I love, love, love Bimini's. It reminds me of Lemon's, like, it reminds me, like, the way she's serving it reminds me of how Lemon from Canada's Drag Race served her pageant drag. Um, She's giving us this yellow, pink, and white pantodame. You know, it was pantodames, whatever. It's cute. Um, Yeah, period. It's, yeah. I had to think again. Okay, next up is L.E.D. You know, RuPaul got herself a nickname for her. And we have her in this kind of like Queen of Hearts Panto Dame look. And I love Ellie, but I don't like the look. I, I don't like the look. I really don't. And I liked it at first. I like her reveal. Her reveal is like a shorter version of this dress. But her reveal is kind of, it's kind of looks, like, it looks like a petticoat under 
her like skirt but like one that's too short like one that doesn't even actually reach the trim of the dress to kind of make it that frilly dress that you know you know you know you know so that was in runway from our top four and in the challenge uh i can say that they all did a good job i think they all really really did a good job and i personally don't know why they didn't just make the top four of the finale i guess they want to just keep a um quintessential drag race when we used to actually go up to a top two and crown them on the main stage so yeah i guess they did that but um out of all the looks the one they like to the one they like the best is the one that they like the best is Bimini's, and they also like Bimini's performance the best. The one that the look that they like the worst, I can say, is probably a toss up. It's literally probably a toss up in between Taste and Ellie. Um, actually, no, I think Taste probably had the worst look on the runway. Only person that really gave Ellie bad critiques on her look was Graham. Because he expected her to come out here in this extravagant look. Because, you know, it's it's this category is very, very Ellie. It's very, very Ellie. So, I kind of agree with Graham on that. But, whatever. Her makeup was be It really was beautiful. So, let's remove these pins out of Ellie and Tace. Let's remove these pins. So, Tace. I think Tace should have went home when she lip-synced against a horror i think that whether regardless uh, regardless of if she was overlooked or not in the competition regardless as if regardless if she wasn't meant to be in the bottom half of the time she was in the bottom she was in the bottom she was in the bottom and she was in the bottom you are only in the bottom when you're bad you're not ever in the bottom for having a good runway and a good challenge you're not you're not ever in the bottom two because you're good. You're in the bottom two because you're bad. So the fandom needs to get out of Tasty's ass and get get and, and and just let go of the fact that she's stunning and that she's charming and look at the fact that she's really really lukewarm. Taste is lukewarm as fuck when it comes to like the challenges, the material. She's lukewarm. It's just like one fucking note. She just gives taste subdued cute girl in drag and subdued cute boy out of drag with a welsh accent it's kind of like annoying it's not annoying because i actually like taste i just think that she's overrated as a contestant on the show and in more recent times her overratedness quote unquote has been talked to in comparison to ellie's like, like, I just don't understand. Like, I just don't understand why are y'all doing that? And everybody's using the fact that Ellie has no badges um, as a fact that she shouldn't be in the position that she's in right now in the competition, which I think is a crock of shit. Spoiler alert, Ellie and Tace were in the bottom this episode. They were in the bottom and it was a double Shantae. Which annoyed the fuck out of me. That annoyed the shit out of me. Because my whole thing is I feel like most of the fandom has really discredited Ellie in the competition. As far as her, like, you know, trajectory or lack thereof. Or just her whole journey in our competition. Her journey is very much so similar to Scarlet Bobo. In the sense that 
she did good the whole competition. She never did bad. She never landed in the bottom three. She never landed in the bottom three, except the comedy challenge. And that's because it was five fucking queens left. You're going to land in the bottom. If you're not in the top, you're literally in the bottom. So it's just like, whatever, cool. But it's like, Ellie, with the exception of the comedy challenge, Ellie has been safe and performed well or in the top. She's never reached the bottom. Taste, on the other hand, has been in the bottom. She's went past reaching the bottom. She's been in the bottom too, four times now. And I just feel like, what is the reason that she's being kept besides the fact that she is performing well in the lip syncs? And if I'm not mistaken, three of her lip sync songs were slow, fucking annoying ass ballads. This was the only lip sync song that she lip synced to that was half ass high energy. So I just want to say that Taste should have went home. Ellie should have stayed. But regardless, Taste is here. Ellie's here. We all get what we want as Drag Race fans at the end of the day. We're all eating. Um, we have a top four. I'm Team Scotland. Um... I actually take that back. Up until now, I was Team Scotland, but I'm kind of not Team Lawrence anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I can go without her winning. I feel like she has that edit that, like, you know, like, you know, you don't need to win to be successful. She doesn't need to win Drag Race to be successful post-Drag Race. I feel like she's going to have a very nice post-Drag Race career because of the effect that she put in with her personality and just her demeanor and winning the challenges, winning over the fandom or whatever. Like... She doesn't need to win Drag Race. I feel like Bimini needs to win or Ellie needs to win. And I don't think Taste is going to win. And so, yeah, I'm just going to be honest. But next episode, I believe we get an elimination. I believe we get an elimination or they all lip sync for the crown. I don't know. But I'm going to watch Drag Race 13 right now. And I'm going to come back on here and I'm going to record. This episode isn't being released until tomorrow at 3. Saturday at 3. So, um, that kind of just null and voided my whole, like, argument of, like, you know, like, you know, like, oh, like, oh, you know, we record and upload things on the same day. Like, not all the time. Today's one of those days. So, yeah. Break is so i'm back um a little over like five six hours later you know i watched the episode last night um watched untucked definitely went to sleep argue with my boyfriend some so yeah definitely wasn't getting this out and it well it wasn't it, it's literally an hour before um no 45 minutes before my um promised upload date we will get it up at that time period we're making things happen but welcome to the second half of the joint rupaul's drag race review where i'm going to be now reviewing us season 13 episode 11 titled freaky friday makeovers so we get back into the workroom after who was just eliminated elliot was just eliminated um so they took her four times to get eliminated blase blase Three times too motherfucking many, if you ask me. But, Elliot is not there anymore. So, yeah. 
the girls are just talking or whatever. And then I just want to fast forward in my brain to the mini challenge. Not even a mini challenge. It's kind of like a mini, like, um, I don't know, like meeting pep rally. I don't know what to call this. It's this medium psychic lady. Her name is Shara, I think. Sharo. I don't know. And she's there and she's like giving all the queens readings. And based on her readings, the queens are paired up in pairs for a maxi challenge, which is the the makeover challenge, essentially. But they can't really make over anybody from the outside, so they have to make over each other. Hence, Freaky Friday. They have to put each other in each other's drag. So, the following pairs are Dan Ali and Olivia Lux, Simone and Utica, Kenny Muse and Gaunt Mick. And Tina Burner, Tina Burner, and Rose. So basically, you know, they find out the peers, and they all just go to their workstations. Everybody's kind of trying to get up into each other's gigaramas, gigarinis, and stuff. And then Got Mick and Candy kind of realize they can't do what the rest of everyone else is doing. Everyone else is kind of just going in the closets and picking out outfit of theirs and then just fitting it on the respective person. God making candy kind of have an uphill battle because God make us little and super little and super petite and candy is big and, and thick. So yeah, proportionizing, they actually had to sew their looks and take looks in and stuff like that. So yeah. So what else do I need to really cover? I don't need to really cover, um, anything else i don't think i really need to cover anything else quite frankly um this episode was kind of a nice little episode but you know i was just here from the runway so let's just get to the runway bring back my girls so first up we have i'm not going in the order of like like the order they walked out on this on the stage um I just feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should actually. So first up, we have Rose as Tina Burner. So Rose is out and she's giving us this like 1960s mom in the kitchen cooking a cherry pie about to sit in her windowsill fantasy. And it's kind of giving a chance to plant the cherry pie vibes. And then she reveals to like this leopard print and red trimmed um bathing suit very tina burner very 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 tina burner so we have tina burner as rose yeah i think tina burner looks very 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 good it's like you're you're almost um inclined to give her credit for the way she looks but no this is rose is doing tina burner looks really really good she has this big hair she's pumping down the runway like a tina and it's like ugh, i love it i love it i love 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 so next up you have olivia lux as denali and i think it's a pretty good look i like the look um i do think she should have went with something that could have took her waist in because olivia is a little bit more on the thicker side than more the petite side but she has like the signature Denali nails, signature Denali braids, signature Denali tool. It's Denali T. It's definitely Denali T. So next up we have Denali as Olivia Lux. And I think Denali looks good. 
just face value but the the problem is is that um olivia hasn't really showed us a pageant side and she's basically giving us this red sparkly pageant gown with like furs hanging off the side of her arm which is kind of like okay yeah so now we have simone as utica and in a workroom utica kind of explained this look as you know skin holding you back it's like this really silky skin drapey fabric and under it is like a muscle suit and it's kind of really 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 conceptual it's really really cute and i really really like it so next up we have utica as simone and utica is giving us this baps inspired look the one that holly berry wore with kind of like the hair cage on top and the orange trim and stuff. And I think Utica is serving it up. She's really walking this runway like how Simone was. So I like this. I really, 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 really like this. I do. So next we have Got Mick as Candy Muse. And Got Mick is like funny as fuck. Like, I forgot to talk about the part where they were on the runway practicing each other walks. But the standout from that moment was Got Mick. It was so funny trying to watch her little volley girl self try to do candy muses bronx brooklyn wherever she's from new york candy muse has got mick hi gorge hi gorge she ate that um they both candy muse got me ate this challenge they really really did low-key i think they both did a good job of putting each other like Candy Muse is giving us literally life-size version of Gotmik. It's so, so, so cute. It's really, really cute. So that's the runway. And I'm going to just briefly go through the judges' critiques a little bit. Um, Tina Brennan and Rose, they both got good critiques as far as, like, translating each other onto each other. But the one critique they got was that it could have been elevated. They both were very subdued versions of themselves, which is kind of like, okay, whatever. So next up is Olivia Lux and Denali. And Denali gets good critiques because basically they commended her for doing a good job with putting her onto... Olivia, Lonnie Love talked about the tool and, you know, you know, they got the braid and all the other stuff, and all the stuff. But Olivia got bad critiques. Um, I'm going to put a pin in that. She got bad critiques just because it wasn't quintessential Olivia. But I'm just going to put a pin on the whole bad critiques, good critiques, you know, toss up with Olivia and Denali. So next up we have who's after them? Who's after them? Oh, Simone and Utica. Simone and Utica got very, 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 very good critiques. Um, both Utica's critique was that it was conceptual. They liked it. And that Simone sold it as Utica. And Simone's critique was, you know, they liked it. They loved the Baptist reference. And Utica sold it as Simone. So they both got very, very solid, good critiques all across the board for all of the criteria. So next up, we have Candy Muse and Got Mick, and they get good they get good critiques all across the board as well, just not like to the tune of Simone and Utica. So before the queens get to go back to the workroom, RuPaul asks them the 
dreaded question of every season. Who should go home tonight and why? Starting with Tina Burner. Tina Burner says Simone. Rose says Simone. No, I'm lying. What am I talking about? Tina Burner says Olivia. Rose says Olivia. Um, Olivia says Utica based on the entire my okay, based on the challenge. Rose said Olivia. Tina said Olivia. Based on the whole competition, Olivia said Utica. Based on the challenge, Denali said Candy. Um, based on the challenge, both Simone and Utica said Olivia. Got Mick also said Olivia based on the challenge. And then Candy basically reads Denali because when Denali said Candy, she said it because Got Mick had on this kind of like biker outfit that was kind of like red, orange, and yellow base. And she basically just was like, yeah, that's Tina shit. And then Candy was like, um, I didn't know Tina invented flames and the colors red, yellow, and orange. So she basically said Olivia and Denali. So yeah. The girls go back to the workroom, the judges deliberate, and then they bring them back out. And then we find out, well, we found out before, but I'm going to let you guys know, they, they're being judged as pairs. So, whereas, you know, they can get off for one doing bad and any other challenge, no. They're being judged as pairs. So, if one group fails, they're both in the bottom against each other. So, Got Mick and Candy Muse are announced safe. First, then we have Simone and Utica as the winners of the challenge. Next up is Denali and Simone, and they are in the bottom two. And that means Rose and Tina Burner are safe for the week. <sighs> My thoughts about this is that I just didn't feel that Denali should have been in the bottom. Honestly, I don't think she should have been in the bottom. I think Tina Burner or Rose should have been in the bottom against Olivia Lux or just Olivia. Or just Tina and Rose against each other. If they were just going to keep the whole judging as pairs. I don't think they should have been in the bottom together. And they lip synced to Shackles by Mary Mary. And they both turned it out to a soulful, soulful, soulful tune. And unfortunately, we say goodbye to Denali in this episode. I think she's gone way, way too soon. Too soon. Wow. Nail just candy. Um, I think she's gone way too soon. I think that she has a lot to offer, and she's played a consistent, well-played game. I don't think she it was her time to go, and I'm really, really upset about that. But Denali just released a video on Instagram of her ice skating in Colorado to shackles, and it was so beautiful. So if you guys want to go check that out on her Instagram, at Denali Fox, you guys can do that. Because I think it was a very, 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 very beautiful tribute to her elimination. And she's done a good job with doing doing like that post work you know posting all of that stuff during the season era i think i think she's doing the best at it actually so with that being said gorge um i'm i'm not making any more promises on here because y'all see how that goes out but um i'm gonna try to do a regular episode of standard definition this week just because i didn't do one last week well this this week and, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race reviews, um, you're, we're going to have a UK one just because that's the finale. And then we're going to have the regular one. So look out for at least the RuPaul's Drag Race reviews. I can't be honest about the um, the regular episodes, even though I feel like I need to really be a stickler for getting that out first. Because 
the ratio for regular to review isn't really balanced like it used to be. So yeah, I'm going to make sure I try to do that. Um, this week is going to be a little bit hectic a little bit because I'm preparing to go to Miami on the following Monday. So, y'all be great. And I'll see y'all potentially Wednesday. If not Wednesday, I'll see y'all Friday. Period. Y'all be great.